Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Radio Omnigot podcast. My name is Simon Eger and in this episode I will be talking about polyglots and the kind of things that polyglots do, or polyglottery. Part of this episode was recorded at the 2018 Polyglot Conference in Ljubljana in Slovenia. The piece of music you heard at the beginning of this podcast is a tune I wrote a while ago called Dancing on Air. Let us first define the word polyglot. According to the Collins English Dictionary, a polyglot is a person who speaks or understands many languages, or a person with a command of many languages. According to the English Oxford Living Dictionaries, a polyglot is a person who knows and is able to use several languages. These dictionaries also give the word multilingual as a synonym of polyglot. However, within the polyglot community, multilingual is often used to refer to people who have grown up in a multilingual environment and acquired several languages as they were growing up, whereas a polyglot is someone who has learned languages later in life and has chosen to learn them. Some polyglots grow up multilingual or bilingual, that is, speaking two languages. Some, like me, grew up speaking only one language, that is monolingual. The first language I spoke was English, and that's all I spoke until I was 11, when I started learning French. The word polyglot first entered the English language in about the mid-17th century. The first known use in writing comes from 1645. It was borrowed from the French word polyglot, and ultimately comes from the Greek polyglotos. Polo means many, and glotta means tongue. One thing these definitions don't mention is how many languages exactly one needs to speak in order to call oneself a polyglot. There is no generally agreed-on number. Many could mean anything from 3 to 33 or more, and several usually means at least 2 or 3. Within the polyglot community, the average number of languages spoken is between about 3 and 5. There are quite a few polyglots who speak more than five languages, but very few who speak more than ten. There are several subspecies of polyglots, including the polyglottos introvertus, or the introverted polyglots. Such people tend to study languages on their own. They may focus mainly on learning to read and write them and to understand them, and not be so worried about actually speaking the languages. Although when they do speak them, they tend to speak them pretty well because they've spent a lot of time studying the grammar and vocabulary of the language. In my own case, I'm a bit of an introvert. I tend to study a lot on my own. And then when I get opportunities to use my languages, I'd like to be able to have at least reasonably intelligent conversations. Another species of polyglot is the polyglottus extrovertus, or the extroverted polyglot. Now, such people will often focus on speaking first and will start using their language, even if they only know very little of it, as soon as they can and use every opportunity they can find and manufacture to speak the language. They may find it difficult to understand the language at first if they don't do much listening. Now, such people may not actually be extroverts. They may be somewhat introverted, but they behave in an extroverted way when it comes to using their languages. Another type of polyglot is the polyglottus grammaticus. This is someone who is really into grammar and enjoys learning the grammar of different languages. They may not be so worried about actually speaking the languages. One example of a polyglottus grammaticus who I know is a German woman 
who decided to study at university in Finland. So before going to Finland, she had started studying Finnish and spent about nine months learning Finnish grammar and vocabulary, and then moved to Finland. And within about three months of being in Finland, she could speak Finnish pretty well. And after completing her degree, which was in French, she could speak not only Finnish and French fluently, but also Swedish and Welsh which is one reason why she came to Bangor to teach German through the medium of Welsh in Bangor University. Since then, she's moved back to Germany to do a degree in a completely different subject. Some people set out to be a polyglot and deliberately learn as many languages as they can. Others decide that they, they quite like learning languages and just get a bit carried away like I did. Although I did have a plan after I left school that I would learn a new language every six months because I thought that was possible. But um, it didn't really work out. Although since then, in the past 30 years, I've learned on average one language a year to varying degrees. Some I've only learned to a very basic level, others I've learned to quite a high level and I would consider myself reasonably fluent in. Some polyglots will learn one language at a time and continue learning that language until they've got to a level they're satisfied with and then move on to another language maybe, while other polyglots might try to learn several languages at the same time. For example, at the moment I am studying Swedish, Danish, Russian and Cornish and trying to maintain and improve my other languages as well, particularly French, Esperanto, Welsh and German. Last year at the Polyglot Conference in Reykjavik I met one Russian polyglot who said she was learning 15 languages at the same time and that's the most I've heard anybody learning simultaneously. So it certainly is possible to learn several languages simultaneously Although, the more languages you learn, the less time you can devote to each one, so the less progress you'll make. If you just concentrate on one or two languages, then you can probably make a lot more progress. So where would you find a polyglot? Are they sociable beings? Well, some of them are. Certainly the polyglotus extrovertus are very sociable beings. They will seek out other people to use their languages. And in recent years, since 2013, there have been more opportunities for polyglots to get together to share their love of languages. At events such as the Polyglot Conference, the Polyglot Gathering, the Langfest or Language Festival in Montreal in Canada, and similar events around the world. The first Polyglot Conference took place in Budapest in Hungary in 2013, and since then there has been a conference every year in October in a different place. I've been to Polyglot Conferences in Novi Sad in Serbia, in New York, in Reykjavik in Iceland, and in Ljubljana in Slovenia. Also, there are polyglot gatherings. The first one was in 2014 in Berlin. And since then, there have been polyglot gatherings in Berlin in 2015 and 2016. And then in 2017, the gathering moved to Bratislava in Slovakia. The polyglot gathering was set up by people who went to the first polyglot conference in Budapest and decided to set up a similar event in Berlin. The conferences are usually held over a weekend for two days of talks and lectures and workshops on all sorts of language-related topics. The gatherings are similar, but usually longer for four or five days, and include a social program of various activities, language-related activities, there may be workshops in singing songs from different places, learning dances. At the latest polyglot gathering in Bratislava, there's also a workshop in knitting and one in cooking. So the gatherings tend to be more informal. The conferences are a bit, bit more formal, a bit more academic, but all a lot of fun. And also in 2016, people in Montreal decided to set up a similar event in North America. The first one was called the North American Polyglot Symposium. I was invited to attend, 
At first I didn't think I should, because it would be expensive and take a long time to get there, but then I decided why not. And I did a talk there about the origins of language, and really enjoyed my visit. At these events, the talks are given in a variety of languages. English is the main language for talks and for conversation, but other languages are used for talks. There may be talks in French, German, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, Esperanto, and possibly other languages. Depends who's available, who's able to give talks in these languages. And these are common languages of conversation as well. Maybe also talks in Russian and the language of the host country. In Slovenia, for example, there were one or two talks in Slovenian, as well as introductions to the Slovenian language and a introduction to Slovenian sign language. So these events are open to anybody who's interested in languages. Whether you're learning your first foreign language, or your 21st, or your 51st, it doesn't really matter. Everybody is welcome. People wear badges showing which languages they know or want to practice. So you can go to people and just start speaking whatever languages they have on their badges. Not everybody speaks them equally well. So often the common language people speak between each other is English. One thing I really like about these events is that I can talk about my passion for languages and interest in languages and linguistics and related topics with people who share the same passions and interests and I don't have to tone down these things as I often have to do when talking to non-polyglots and people who don't share these interests. I mean, some of my friends are polyglots and do share these interests, but most of them don't. At polyglot events, I don't need to do this, really. I can talk to my heart's content about my passions and interests in these subjects all day long, and it's wonderful. And now let's hear from some other polyglots. Here are some recordings I made at the 2018 Polyglot Conference in Ljubljana in Slovenia. The quality of the recordings is not great. I was just using my phone. I didn't have a microphone to plug into it. I forgot to take that or my digital recorder. So there's quite a bit of background noise, which I've tried to cut out. But I hope you can hear them reasonably well. What I asked people to do was to introduce themselves in their native language or other languages they speak and to talk about their favourite word or expression in any language they know. Not everybody did so, some just talked about themselves and what they were doing at the conference, but if you hear anybody talking about their favourite word, you now know why. Konnichiwa, Tamura Eriko desu. Hello, I'm Eriko Tamura from Japan. I えっと、ホームページが教育研究室っていうホームページを持っています。私の好きな言葉は自由です。My favorite word is free because I want to live freely. So that was Erika Tamura from Japan speaking in Japanese and English. And what is your favorite word or expression in any language? Oh, in Korean? Um, Korean? I just did a workshop on onomatopoeia in French, and I heard uh, some interesting things, so I've got that going in my head. So Korean has these interesting ways of expressing uh, real surprises. Aigu! Aigu! I just, I've always loved that one. It's just uh, sort of, aigu! What? That's like a yeah. explanation. Yeah, and then there's, it sounds like mothers. Oma! Oma! It's like real surprise. So um, Korean is very rich uh, in, in sounds like that. Okay. That was Alexander Agaya speaking in Korean and English. 
Hallo, ich bin die Antje. Ich bin zum siebten Mal auf einem Polyglot-Event. Heute bin ich auf der ähm, Konferenz in Ljubljana, auf der Polyglot-Conference. Ähm, ich spreche acht Sprachen und ähm, ich habe mit vier Jahren angefangen, Finnisch zu lernen. Und äh, ich lerne gerne interessante, etwas exotischere Sprachen, zum Beispiel Hebräisch oder äh, Persisch oder auch Bulgarisch, was ich im Moment lerne. Ich finde es ganz toll, dass es diese Konferenzen gibt und ich freue mich sehr, dass Simon ein Programm macht über Sprachenlernen. Vielen Dank. That was Antje Beheide speaking in German. Could you summarize that in English, please? Oh, I just said that, uh, well, I actually said the word Beutelem. Beutelem means fasting because, well, I actually should have said, okay, anyway, but it was spontaneous. I should have said uh, intermittent fasting. That's what I'm doing now since, few, uh, since a year. And it has changed my life. And also I said that it's a word I really like in Hungarian and uh, I love Hungarian. I actually, after my language challenge uh, that took place three months, every day I studied half an hour, I almost feel, I actually feel Hungarian. So yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but that's not exactly what I said though. But those yeah. who speak Hungarian, you'll, you will yeah, you will get it. Anyway, that's okay. it. <laughs> I can't remember, how do you say, what is your name in, in Hungarian? Sejrik nak hívnak. So, hogy hívják? Sejrik nak. Amnon nak hívnak. Or I can just say Sadiq Bajok. Okay. Urvendek, Urvendek. Just a Ciao. That was Sadiq Hash from Switzerland speaking in Hungarian and English. Shemay Simon, Gareth Popkins a dwi, dwi'n dod o Gair Evrog yn reithio, ond mae gen i reithio Cymraeg, dwi'n dysgu'r Gymraeg, a sawl iaith arall, Ffrangeg, a'r Almaeneg, a'r Rysieg hefyd, a dwi'n gweithio'n galed iawn ar hyn o bryd ar yr iaith fasgeg. Diolch yn fawr, ac oes gen ti wefan, ond oes? Oes, oes, mae wefan gen i amddysgiaethoedd, yr enw yw howtogetfluent.com. Okay. Um, could you summarize that in English? Yeah, okay. My name is Gareth. I'm an enthusiastic language learner. I come from York in the north of England. I've learned Welsh because my roots, or my family's roots are in Wales. <laughs> But I've also learned French uh, starting at school. And since then, I've learned Russian and German. And I'm working on Basque at the moment. I've got a website. It's called howtogetfluent.com. And it's all about learning languages along with a, a YouTube channel. Great. Thank you very much. So that was Gareth Popkins, and he was speaking in Welsh and English. Tabu sang, toi tena Gary Dale Carley, toi gop, bin me, mina me, then kwe hung kwe Bill Clinton, tom tom ku ku me, toi beza lambia ka Thailand, toi la ngui kung phala swat nhập khẩu nhưng mà vận chuyển quốc tế, beza toi la ding mui nam mươi tuổi. Come on, could you just summarize that in English, please? Okay. I just said, um, good morning. My name is Gary Dale Carley. I'm from uh, the United States, uh, the same hometown as Bill Clinton, basically same hometown as Bill Clinton. I think I said I live in Thailand. I'm, uh, I gave them my Chinese uh, zodiac year that I was born, and I, t I said that I was uh, what my age was and that I work in, not in import-export, but I work in uh, international shipping. So, okay, great. Thank you very much. And that was Gary Dale Cleary from the USA who was speaking in Vietnamese and English.
Dave, uh, it's Mr. Seamus McCreenachon. August uh, Tom on show. It's a polyglot conference. My name is James, and um, my one of my favorite words in a different language is was two words actually ishkavaha in Irish, which means whiskey, but it literally translates as the the water of life. Get me the maggots. So that was James Granahan from Ireland speaking in Irish and English. Hi, my name is Jonathan. I'm from Israel. I study German, Israeli Sign Language, and uh, now a little bit of Romanian. I came here because uh, I enjoy languages. I guess kind of words that I prefer would be actually the kind of words in German that are combined of very basic words and give you a new meaning as you can basically infer them just by knowing your base level of German. Do you have any examples? For example, Spielzeug, which means toy, is composed of Spiel, which is a game, and Zeug, which is stuff. And basically it's just like a game stuff, which uh, I kind of understood just by knowing those two words. Okay, cool. And could you just introduce yourself briefly in Hebrew? Ken, Shmi Yonatan, Ani Mezor Tel Aviv, Garbi Israel, Vebati Lam Mifgash Poliglotim, Ki Zbushutan Yali Magnev. Toda. That was Jonathan from Tel Aviv in Israel, speaking in Hebrew and English. Ujambo habarigane buana mzuri sana benim adem Joshua jesuidele ata uni e yo quiero hablar en muchos idiomas ahorita mismo yo hablo casi cuatro idiomas y lo mejor es español. Muchas gracias. Sí, no es por nada. That was Joshua from the USA speaking in Swahili, French, Spanish, and English. Maite, Maishapa, Sherela Renzi, She Anye, Avanye, que es Guarani, de Paraguay, y de los países que son en la vicinidad. Y mi palabra preferida de todos, creo que es sonrisa, en español, que significa smile. Porque me gusta esta palabra porque suena como sunrise, sonrisa, suena muy, muy linda, una palabra muy linda, sí. Could you just summarize that in English, please? In English. So, yes, I said, uh, hello, how are you? My name's Lindsay, and that I was speaking Guarani, which is a language spoken in Paraguay, and then I flipped to Spanish and said that my favorite word is uh, sonrisa in Spanish, which means smile, and I love it because it sounds like sunrise, which I think is a lovely way to describe a smile. Muchas gracias. Gracias. Aguille. 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 That was Lindsay Williams of Lindsay Does Languages, speaking Guarani, Spanish, and English. Привет, меня зовут Мария, я из России, изучаю языки, разные языки. Немецкий, мое любимое слово в немецком, шпильзду, шпина, это паук. Ну, то есть ты паучишь, ну, как бы, are you spidering? So that's the translation from, uh, like, шпинзду. Шпина is spider, so, yeah, I really love it. Okay, yeah. great. Спасибо большое. Не за что. That was Maria from Russia speaking in Russian, English, and a bit of German. Sluton, Mestis Luke, Kami Ege Shatis Paroli Esperanton. Mi Trejus Lingvon, Char, she have us Ege Bellen Grammaticon, Kai Ege Bellen Communumon, Kai Unipovis Albuiki Vortoin and Motain Moron, Kai Proteo, me Findus K. Jestus Trejama Lingvo, Kai Paroli Kai Por Legi Poesio. Thank you. Could you just summarize that in English? 
Hi, I'm Luke, and I really like speaking Esperanto, partly because of the wonderful grammar, partly because of the wonderful community. It's a relatively agglutinative language, and you can just glue together words in really fun ways, and that makes it awesome to speak and also really awesome to read poetry in. Okay, thank you very much. That was Luke Baranadesi speaking Esperanto and English. Bonjour mes amis, m'ré le matié, parle kounye a lang kreol haïtien, se on lang kumre me en pil, yon fti fraz kumre me se nap boule. Okay, my name is Matt, I'm speaking Haitian Creole, and the phrase I love is nap boule. That literally means we're burning, we're burning, but it's a way to say we're doing well, we're getting on. Thank you very much. How do you say thank you in Haitian Creole? Merci en pil. Thank you, merci en pil. Ciao, sono Michelle, o Michele in italiano, sono australiana e c'è un blog che si chiama The Intrepid Guide e sul mio blog parlo delle lingue e i viaggi, le vacanze. Grazie. Grazie. And what is your favorite word in any language? Well, I'm learning a little bit of Afrikaans and there's two expressions that I quite like. I kind of gravitate towards learning idioms when I first start learning a language. Um, one of them is super easy. It's hanganatak, which means hold on a second, but it literally means to hold on to a branch. So you're telling someone, hold on to a branch and then I'll be right with you or whatever. And another one is quite beautiful, actually. So it's yakul's throw mid wolf's throw, which means that the jack is marrying the wolf's wife. Now that's such bizarre imagery, but it means sort of that beautiful moment when it's raining and then there's a rainbow. So there's an expression for that which I thought was quite beautiful and that stuck with me. Muchas gracias. Thank you well. Thank you well. Voila. Donkey in uh, Afrikaans is donkey. Oh, donkey. Or, or buy a donkey. Yeah, so it sounds <laughs> like buying a donkey. Thank <laughs> you. Bye, donkey. Thank you so much. That was Michel Frohler of the Intrepid Guide speaking Italian, English and a bit of Afrikaans. Buongiorno, uh, io sono Thomas di Lituania, molte lingue ora e uh, las miso a veces e tengo que praticar uh, mucho aún. But I just was, but I am from Lithuania. Sí. También uh, adoro portugués, famium, idioma mais boa do mundo. Eu adoro música do Brasil muito e essa é a língua favorita que eu tenho agora e espero falar muitas mais muitos mais idiomas no futuro obrigado muito obrigado muitas gracias that was Thomas from Lithuania speaking in Spanish Portuguese and English Hello, my name is Vahagen. It's my second time at the Polyglot Conference here in, now it's in Slovenia. First time I went there was in Iceland. I thought it was an exotic location, so I went there. And the second time is in Slovenia, but unfortunately I don't really have much time to explore. Okay. Could you do that in Armenian now, please? How do you say thank you in Armenian? That was Fahagen from Armenia speaking in Eastern Armenian and English.
Hello, my name is Wouter and I love to speak languages. Hello, my name is Wouter and I find it nice to learn Dutch. Okay. And what is your favorite word or phrase in any language you know? In Chinese, I really like this phrase. I like the phrase "Ciao Chi Mali He Miji Lao Shu." So that means like Super Mario and Mickey Mouse. And, and I, I like it when they have their own words for everything, you know. Like so, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, you know, you're very good. That was Wouter from the Netherlands, speaking in English, Dutch, and Mandarin Chinese. And that is the last of the recordings from the Polyglot Conference. I hope the recordings have given you a flavour of the kind of people who go to these events and the kind of languages they speak. The next Polyglot gathering will be in Bratislava at the end of May in 2019. The next Langfest will be in Montreal in August 2019. And now the next Polyglot conference will be in Fukuoka, in Japan, in October 2019. And here's a song I wrote in 2015, which I've sung at the Polyglot gathering in Berlin. It's called "The Hen in My Hat." Each verse is in a different language. It's in the five languages I know best: English, French, Mandarin, Chinese, Welsh, and Irish. And the chorus consists mainly of the phrase "My hovercraft is full of eels" in the various different languages. So here we are, a hen in my hat. The next polyglot gathering will be in Bratislava at the end of May in 2019. The next Langfest will be in Montreal in August 2019, and now the next polyglot conference will be in Fukuoka in Japan in October 2019. And here's a song I wrote in 2015, which I've sung at the polyglot gathering in Berlin. It's called "The Hen in My Hat." Each verse is in a different language. It's in the five languages I know best: English, French, Mandarin, Chinese, Welsh, and Irish. And the chorus consists mainly of the phrase "My hovercraft is full of eels" in the various different languages. So here we are: a hen in my hat. There's a hen in my hat, said the cat on the mat, and an elephant in my bag. There are dogs doing deals and seals on wheels, and my hovercraft is full of eels. My hovercraft is full of eels, of eels. My hovercraft is full of eels. My hovercraft is full. My hovercraft is full. My hovercraft is full of eels. Il y a un chien dans le champ qui chante une chanson. C'est un chien qui regrette rien. Et il y a un grand grand oui qui mange des jonquilles. Et mon aïeul est serré plein des anguilles. Mon aïeul est serré plein. Des anguilles, des anguilles, mon aïeul ne serait plus des anguilles. Mon aïeul ne serait plus, mon aïeul ne serait plus, mon aïeul ne serait plus des anguilles. Mai brocha brana pendotian gerdetan, akin brizuitio ambretana kaos. Like my fields are marwag, and my yawir devoshlawag. Like my vahovlan dat and shal the swenog. 
Seid ihr?